All right, welcome to another episode of What is a Christian Anyways, where we are redefining the terms of our faith. If you are one of the like 18 people who has listened, thank you so much <laughs> for listening to us talk. Uh, and yes, if you're one of the people who uh, has reached out to me or to Kevin, we really appreciate it. Um, I enjoy those conversations. I know Kevin has. His wife reaches out to him, tells him. Yeah, nobody, nobody <laughs> reached out to him. What are you talking so about? So <laughs> if, if you are listening, uh, you know, we are doing this for ourselves. We are doing this because we are friends. Uh, but we're putting it online because we enjoy talking about these things. I know I genuinely do. And my wife tells me I need more people to talk to with because she doesn't want to talk to me about it anymore. <laughs> She's like, I'm tired of hearing these things. I know you've said it already. And I'm like, it's fair. It's yeah, fair. Fair. Enough. fair. Um, so feel free to DM us, especially if you have questions or concerns or you want us to just hear about more. Um, you know, I know for Kevin, I don't know if it's true for you, but like, most weeks after we're done with an episode, I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot to talk about this. Oh shoot, I forgot to talk about this. Um, so yeah, I'm always glad to talk to you more about it. For sure. All right. <clears throat> well, we got to figure out how do we how to increase engagement. Yeah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> got, maybe maybe we'll do like make make like an Instagram for just the podcast that's true maybe we should yeah okay for next one i'll make at least like an instagram or a twitter uh and then especially yeah we would love to answer questions too i know that's something that both of us are really have a lot of fun doing so we could do like a q a uh episode all right well for today's we are covering uh which i think honestly has been the hardest one for me this uh whole series um, which oh. is, what is love? So as we do, let's start with some bad definitions of love. Kevin, what are some of your bad definitions of love that you have run into? Uh, bad definitions. Probably like a feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, primarily like some kind of emotive you know, sensation. Um, I know a lot of people like correlate some kind of physical attraction with lust mm -hmm. or sorry with love mm -hmm. um and uh it yeah i think i think in general that's a lot how our media portrays it too so mm -hmm. it's like i i can't fault them for that um but yeah i think those are pretty bad definitions in my my estimation yeah uh, I think one for me, um, and it's kind of like a perversion of the golden rule, you know, like do unto mm -hmm. others as you would have done, have, have them done to you. I think one mm -hmm. is to do unto others as if they were you, right? Like, I think uh -huh. a lot of times when I see bad people saying, oh, I'm doing this out of love, I'm doing this out of love, it's I'm going to treat somebody else as if they were me. They thought like me, they had the same experiences as me, like it's... That uh -huh. denial of reality that we talked about last week, right? Like, yeah, 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 it's just assuming that everybody is like me and therefore, right, like should be treated in a certain way. Right. Um, all right, so then let's get into it. What is, Kevin, your definition of love? My definition <laughs> of love. Um, well, the theological answer uh, would be God is love. Mm -hmm. yes. I mean, that's like literally a verse in yes. First John. So, yes. But um, I, I think we both agree that one is way too easy to manipulate. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I think easy. I think I want to I kind of want to rope in some of our previous definitions. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think that love is leaning into and acknowledging reality. Uh, the reality of God, um, whether it's in another person or whether it's in uh, the world, um, I think it is really <clears throat> fully accepting and leaning into and living out the, that reality. Ooh, acknowledging the reality of God. Oh, mm -hmm. I like that. Okay. My definition, I feel like we have to sit with this a little bit. My definition I came up with is that love is the process of them becoming us so for so me like a unity kind of oneness type yeah thing. so for me it's like again to get away from that feeling to get away from love as a thing that is you have it or you don't right like mm -hmm. kind of like what we did with sin last week right like that it wasn't this like light switch right <clears throat> <clears throat> love is this spectrum and 
you know, I think the Bible pretty much affirms this, right? Jesus says there's no greater love, right, than a friend lay down his life for his friend. Um, right. And so this idea that there is this scale of love, but what does it mean to be on that scale? And I think to me, it's when you see something or someone else as mm -hmm. a part of your own identity. And it's ultimately, right, like seen in the Trinity, which, mm -hmm. wait, I'm not sure, like, are you Trinitarian? Are you, are you, I remember we mentioned this briefly. Like, are you Trinitarian? I'm somewhat. Somewhat, somewhat Trinitarian. Okay, at some point yeah. we'll have to figure that out. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll go so far as, as acknowledging the Apostles' Creed. That's about, that's about <coughs> as far as I'll go with oh, Trinitarian okay. thought. We, we, will, we will cover that at some point. Um, but mm -hmm. in Trinitarian doctrine, right, like, the insane religious invention, right, or discovery, whichever word you want, of what if there is one God, but that one God is three gods, <laughs> right? Like, it's like, how do we get polytheism and monotheism together, right? And the Trinity is this, but to me, one of the beautiful things about that is that the ultimate expression of love within God, God's self, right? is this idea of distinctiveness and yet oneness, right? That mm -hmm. we are individuals and yet we are also an us. And I think that mm -hmm. when I advocate for love in the world, it is so often that. Um, mm -hmm. If at some point I start my church experiment thing, um, <laughs> which I'm not sure if I will, but if I do, uh, one of the things, the guiding uh, beliefs, the core value that I feel like I always come back to is what if the us is everyone? Like, mm -hmm. what if the way that we, what if the way that we see the world and other people is not as a us versus them, right? Like, and I'd mm -hmm. say most of human history, most of biblical history is this process of the them becoming the us, right? Or the mm -hmm. us trying to not let them become us, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that be Canaanites, whether that be Egyptian, right? Like this idea of what does it mean for me to see somebody else as a part of myself? And to me, like mm -hmm. that is the expression of love. What would you do with the, the directives in the Old Testament <clears throat> and in the New <clears throat> Testament, echoing the Old Testament about, um, being holy though like because holiness sort of denotes like separateness or distinctness right yeah um so are you are you proposing that we would be separate by the way we include everyone <laughs> is, is that kind of the... i think so and i think for me uh -huh. it's like when i see that separateness there is a distinction between the love of we are one humanity Right. And I feel like mm -hmm. that's kind of what we're doing in this podcast. Right. Like mm -hmm. I, I feel like I have this love for humanity that I'm trying to see it as one giant us, even in these mm -hmm. very conflicting times. Right. Where people voting for different presidential candidates. Can can we think about it as one us? Right. Mm -hmm. The multiple war atrocities happening in the world. Right can we think about it as one of us? And then there mm -hmm. is the, what does it mean to be Christian, right? What does mm -hmm. it mean to be one of us as the people who, the people who are not in denial of reality and the people who are, maybe as you're saying, with love acknowledging that reality, mm -hmm. then that is a separate, sec it's like, you know, there's the us as Americans and then there's the us as Californians. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my love for Americans will be different than my love for Californians. But I do mm -hmm. think that part of it is, and even in the Old Testament, why, even in the midst of war, right? Like, even in the midst of the invasion of Canaan, there is the acceptance of Rahab and the acceptance of other people. Even in the fleeing mm -hmm. of the Egyptians, right? There is the there is the invitation to any of the Egyptians who want to come with them, right? Mm -hmm. And even like, so throughout the Bible, there is this saying like, hey, that door is always open to be one of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I think I, I wanted to kind of clarify 
uh, that because I, I think that is one of the pushbacks that like a evangelical might have. Yeah. Oh, we're supposed to be holy. And it's like, well, what if our holiness is determined by how we include everyone? Yeah. Because no one does that. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, or, everyone's drawing lines in yeah. the sand. And yeah. or I wonder, and it's kind of a combination of your definition, like mm. being set apart, right? Like, you know, Adolf Hitler and the Nazis, <laughs> right? <laughs> they were trying to be set apart, right? They were trying right. to be holy. And I think that a part of, and what I like about your definition too, is that that holiness of god like the of god is the important part it is not good enough right. to be set apart if you are not a set apart with god right right you can right. be holy as another nation right 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 yeah i i agree um my definition of love is essentially the opposite of the definition of sin mm -hmm. for me right um the opposite of sin to me is love Right. The opposite of denying reality um, that God has placed in this world where human beings are created in his image and we're supposed to um, work together to bring about more goodness in this world. Um, I think love is, is the embodiment of that, mm -hmm. which is why I believe Jesus was the embodiment of love, mm -hmm. right? And, and why scripture teaches him to be thus, right? It's, it's the re reality of God's law, God's uh, justice, God's righteousness, God's grace and mercy and compassion, all kind of encompassed in humanity, right? Mm -hmm. And humanity being the one that is called to live into that, lean into that reality. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so so yeah. I think my, um, how I would wield your definition for malicious purposes. <laughs> Which, okay, right? go for it. You know, like, because yeah. uh, it's not really a pushback. It's just more like a, like how I would wield it, um, uh -huh. right, is is holy war, right? Like Constantine right. the Crusades, even right now you think about, right, like evangelical, like Christian nationalism. The idea that's saying, right. well, the reality of God is that he rules the world. And so these people even though they might be trying to quote unquote live peacefully, right? They're against God's will. They're living in sin. They're homosexuals mm -hmm. or they're Muslims or they're women or they're black people, right? Whatever mm -hmm. it is, however I want to wield it, right? Saying, well, they're not in the reality of God and therefore, mm -hmm. right? My love for them, like I was talking to a friend about this, right? <clears throat> like when you look at the theology of slavery, Right. Mm -hmm. The theology that yeah. like like actual not like not like the pastors. Right. Like right. people right. owning slaves convinced themselves that them enslaving others was loving them. Right. Right. And a big part of that was saying, well, this is God's reality. They're black. They're not at they're not the same us. Right. They right. are right. them. And so God loves them differently. And therefore, mm -hmm. I'm going to love them differently. Mm -hmm. How would you fight well, against so that? Well, that's where I would I would bring in all of Jesus' teachings about not judging, about taking the log out of your own eye first, and his rebuke toward the Israelites for their racial superiority uh, over the Samaritans and over the Gentiles, mm -hmm. and then the eventual inclusion of Gentiles in the New Testament. Um, I think that that is not... Uh, leaning into reality. Mm. I think that is a rejection of our humanity, right? Um, one of the things I really hate the most about all these people just screaming about how like, oh, you, you, you're affirming their sin or whatever. It's like, you're literally affirming your own sin every day, right? right? Like, we live in greed. We live in, um, like, in a, in a large sense, we live in apathy of most of the atrocities going on around us. Right, like, which we benefit pretty from. Pretty which we benefit from. And it's like, we are pretty much living off the oppression and suffering of others almost daily. Right. And it's like, you can't just be like, that's okay, but they're, they're unrepentant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, it makes no sense to me because mm -hmm. when we start acknowledging the reality that all these people are made in the image of God and they are human beings that deserve the same amount of respect and love that I would want for myself, mm -hmm then we can't, we, we don't have room for holy war, 
right? Because again, the holy war assumes that you have this truth that somehow can be made known through violence and slaughter, mm-hmm. which again is, is I don't think is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think uh, the way that Christians have um, wielded that in times past is wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's one of the beauties of Christian history is. It started with slaves and women and children, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the very early stages of Christianity. Um, and here in America, slaves also took it and you know, created liberation theology, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so did other oppressed groups in South America and things like that. It's like, it's all there, right? Um, anyone who's trying to wield it to say that you know these truths can be used to do atrocious things, it, it can also be wielded in a way to do good um, when it is wielded with the reality of God in mind. Um, And I think that is one of the issues is a lot of people are not really looking at the reality of God as it's stated in scripture. They're just kind of being picky and choosy. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially the people who are just like, Jesus said, go and sin no more. That's in literally one passage Mm -hmm. in the entire, all four gospels is in one passage and it is a contended passage. Yeah. Right, it's it's the John story of the of the prostitute who is being stoned, right? And it's like that story isn't even in the earliest manuscripts we have of John. Right. So like, and, and pretty much every other story, Jesus is never telling people to like go and sin no more. Yeah, like, and even then, it's almost it's, almost full acceptance of their humanity. Yeah. pretty much every other story. And even so. then, it's so dependent on your definition of sin, right? Because if you think if right. your definition of sin is don't be gay, right? Like, and right. like here's and it's I think it's funny, you know, when we were talking about sin last week, I'm like right. every evangelical church I have been to, like, will always say. The Bible is not a list of rules, right? Sin is not a list right. of rules, right? And yeah. then, and then, like on the, and then, it's exactly what it is, right? Like, yeah, because they're preaching it as it is, right? Yeah, like they're it's just a list like, of yeah, rules. it's a list of rules. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, then here's a uh, here is a pushback that I think I have to your definition is how do yeah, you yeah. have this conversation then with what is love to mm-hmm. somebody who does not believe in an infinite deity, who does not believe mm-hmm. in deity at all? Is it therefore then impossible for them to love? I think that in the same way that human beings are all created in the image of God, um, we are all capable of reflecting God to a certain extent, right? Um, but I think that without the missing piece of Jesus um, included in there somehow, I do think we're missing a portion of it, mm. right? Um, it's sort of like how... Um, it's like how a boyfriend and girlfriend, right? They can live together. They can do all of the things that a married couple does together. But there is something different between them and a married couple, hmm. right? You might not say there's anything practically different. They're doing everything the same. They might have children together or whatever else. But a married couple can say there is something different, right? We made a commitment to one another and, you know, Maybe it's a legal thing. Maybe it's a spiritual thing. I don't know. I don't think it's something we can tangibly put into words. Um, But I do believe that there is something substantially different between the married couple and the couple that's living together that's sort of playing as if they're married. Um, And that's kind of where I have a little bit of an issue with some of the the more, um, what's the word, like liberal takes on it. Like, oh, as long as we've committed... Like, why does it matter if we're married or not? It's just a sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's more than that, right? There, there's some kind of, like, commitment to go toward the same goal together <laughs> that they've made in public right. <laughs> with other people as witnesses. And almost every culture has it. So it's like, you, you can't just be like, oh, this is a modern conception. Like, I, I don't know about that, right? Maybe monogamy might be, but... I just feel like, you know, it wouldn't exist in every other human society, right? The sort of commitment to one another yeah. if it weren't important somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, I think for me, you know, when you bring that up, because it reminded me of like in this definition of love, right? You mm-hmm. know, marriage is one of the things that I think very much about. <laughs> um, I think a lot right. about marriage. And I have heard so many times, right, that Ephesians passage Right, the great mystery, right, is that marriage is this reflection of, of Christ and the church, <clears throat> um, and now, 
it's weird to me that, and I feel like it becomes this thing about love. It's weird to me that so many of these pastors who I think genuinely believe that, right? That marriage is a reflection of God's love to us will then say, well, marriage is defined primarily by sexual exclusivity, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and that seems like not enough, <laughs> right? Like, that seems like not enough. A lot of them too, when I press them about like, what does marriage look like in an infinite heaven, right? Like, mm -hmm. in an infinite heaven, what does marriage look like? And it is weird to me, I mean, I don't know if you feel this, like, but it is weird to me, mm -hmm. the older I've gotten, to have married friends who don't like each other. <laughs> like, you know, like where it's clear, uh, yeah. like they don't, that is weird. Like they don't like each other, right? Like they're married, mm. they're committed because they have kids, right? But they don't like, <clears throat> you know, I was with one married couple one time and just like mm. the whole time just cringing because they kept taking like side shots. Hot at shots? Yeah. Oh. And I'm just Ooh, like, oh, no, no, no. I, what's happening? What's happening? Mm. Um, to me, I think one thing that I've talked <clears throat> a lot with my wife about. Um, and I just genuinely believe is that if if there is an infinite existence towards an infinite God, then marriage is this commitment not to the exclusivity of something, right? Like, mm -hmm. but it is this commitment to an infinite pursuit, right? Like I always, mm -hmm. one thing, and, and it's romantic to me, my wife, I don't think thinks it's that romantic, right? But I've always like, you're my infinity plus one. Right? Like, mm -hmm. my commitment to her is that everything that I pursue, right? Everything that I grow in or change, right? She is the forefront of that. And I think mm -hmm. that for me, it also then becomes this thing where <clears throat> ever increasingly, hopefully to infinity, the two of us are becoming one. And that goes back to the Genesis thing, right? The two shall mm -hmm. become one flesh. And everybody always talks about it as sex, right? It's talking about sex. It's talking about sex. And I'm like, there's not much in the rest of the- I don't, I don't the, think so, yeah. There's not much in the rest of the Old Testament that I think, you know, like, yo, Jacob, Jacob and, <laughs> and Judah, right? They were sticking it in all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. But I do think that idea of, and again, for me, it comes from Trinitarianism, right? That I, with this other human being, right? This other human being who is not me, I learn about them, I see them, and I begin to think about my life not as what is good for me, or mm -hmm. I don't even think about my life from my own perspective. Like, that's the thing, I think, being married now for four, almost 14 years, right, is there's so many things where I'm like, I first think about it from a lens of us. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. about it from a lens of me. So even for me, like with my definition, right, if love being the process of them becoming us, I think one of the important kind of boundaries to that is love is not the process of you becoming me. And mm -hmm. that's where it goes like that bad definition. I think so many people say, well, to love somebody is to make them like me, right? Mm. To make them think like me, to make them do things like me, to make them right, right respond to the world the way I do, right? They see a, a political crisis and people on the other side and they go, well, you should think like I do, right? right. As opposed to what if we can both exist and think as a unified us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um this this very romantic definition and and I think it ties in really well. <laughs> um I don't think it's wrong and I don't I don't disagree with anything you've yeah. said. I think my one thing that I would add to it would be would there be a time where that is not okay? Right? So for uh -huh. example, uh -huh. let, let's just kind of using marriage, right? Um, are there times where that kind of oneness, right? That kind of committedness might not be okay, right? Um, so for example, mm -hmm. um, like incest, mm -hmm. right? 
why is that not okay? For me, one of the things whenever I've thought about incest, right? The reason uh -huh. why it is not loving is because uh -huh. the foundational us, right? The foundational us of a parent and a child is one in which there is a power imbalance, right? And what about brother and sister I or think cousins? Brother and so cousin thing. So part of it is, and I know this will get all kinds of people all kinds of fired up, right? The mm -hmm. Bible endorses cousin sex, right? Like, I, yeah, I yeah, know. And like the Bible saying, has like, cousin yeah. sex, right? Like, yeah. I think for me, and like, and there's always this hypothetical. It's the, um, like, uh, the old boy. Do you know, like, have you seen Old Boy? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I I'm, just, I'm just gonna ruin it because it's a great Korean movie, but it's one of the things that's built upon this principle is like, what is spoilers? Yeah. Spoiler, spoiler alert. So if you want to see Old Boy, stop right now. But in Old Boy, mm -hmm. right, this guy gets kidnapped, right, and then held in a room for like twenty something years, right, with no explanation. Mm -hmm. And then he gets let out, and he has to figure out why he got held. And as he does so, he like falls in love kind of with this other woman who's much younger than him. Turns out it's his daughter. He slept with his daughter. That was the revenge, right? Like, and it's this question of like, if you don't know, right? Like, so for instance, like if you were a brother and sister and you were separated at birth, and somehow when you were like 30 years old, you found each other, you fell in love, you, you got married, you had kids, you loved each other, and you never knew until the day you died, right? Like you die, you go to heaven, and God is like, oh, actually you guys are brother and sister. Is that incest, right? Is that sin, right? And I think that goes to that question that we talked about last week, right? Like, can you, can sin be ignorant, right? And does ignorance not nullify sin, but does ignorance give a context that can maybe change how we define things? I think for me, when it comes to sex, and I think it, and it applies as well to this idea of love, right? There are two things that will always make sex and love bad, right? And not no longer what it's supposed to be. And that is consent and power, right? Like if my love violates your consent, right? If I force my love upon you, this is why Jesus doesn't make all of us Christians. Like in my, right? Why God doesn't just force everyone to become Christians is because then he violates, like it can't, right? Like that's bad love, that's not love. And then that power dynamic, to me, I think that's the thing when it comes to siblings, right? Is, and you know, we'll, we'll save the what is sex for a future podcast, right? But it's like, cause you know, there are cultures where holding hands is sexual, right? There's cultures where kissing is non-sexual, but in whatever cultural context, I think it is, am I abusing power and am I violating consent, right? And I think that if you are knowledgeably family, right? If you are knowledgeably family and you are born into that and you grow up into that, that gets built in foundationally into what the relationship is, right? There is a foundational thing about your relationship in which now there is a power dynamic at play that cannot be relinquished, right? And I fully know that there's a lot of gray areas in a lot of these things, but to me, that's sort of the black that kind of keeps me sane in mm -hmm. those situations, right? Which is... Yeah, I mean, that's where, that's where I get a little confused with the rhetoric of power and consent, because there are times where it is equal power and consent, at least from what it looks like to me. And yet it somehow is not necessarily okay in terms of broader society, right? And I, I do think that that sense of, because it, it exists in human cultures, like almost like somehow everywhere, right? Yeah. Not to say that people didn't do it, right? Like the royal families in Europe or whatever, like incest everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, but there is kind of this revulsion toward it that mm -hmm. exists in most human societies, right? And so that's why I'm kind of like, I, I understand the power imbalance and the consent part of it, 
Um, but especially nowadays when, um, you know, like, for, for example, like, what about twins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what about um, cousins that are the same age that, you know, just happen to end up liking each other because yeah. they have lots in common or whatever, right? Yeah, and how it, many... It's just, how many degrees yeah. of separation does cousins? Yeah, and 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 who gets to draw that line, yeah. right? And when is it okay? When is it not? And I've heard things like, oh, but then their kids will have genetic deformities. What if they don't have kids, right? Like, because yeah. that's the whole thing with with um, with uh, gay marriage and everything else, right? It's like, oh, they can't have kids, so they can't. Mm-hmm. Get, well, like you know, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like infertile people can still get married too. Like it doesn't. It's not like a, a one of the mandates of being married, right? Um, I think for me, I'm just, I'm still sort of just wrestling with the question of yeah. like, then who decides, right? Who gets to tell me what that reality should be or shouldn't yeah. be? Well, I think and um, that's... And I, yeah. Yeah. And because yeah. if it's the Bible that decides, then that's actually pretty like... Well, that's where know, I would argue the Bible is actually le- very confused about that too. Yeah. And it's, and I would say it's more lenient than our society is, right? Like, I think in some senses, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but I say confused in the sense that, like, there's different voices from almost every corner of the Bible about this. Yeah. Um, and I know some scholars say, like, oh, but the overall trajectory is moving toward a like, monogamy between two sexually different persons. I, I don't know. I don't really see that when I study Leviticus. I don't really see that when I look at the Old Testament. Like, there's a lot of really weird sex stuff all over the Bible. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily, like, a good way to point yeah. to a rule of thumb, right? Yeah. Um, but then again, I'm left with, well, then who does get to decide? Yeah. And I have not really decided that yeah. for myself. Yet. And I feel like... I, I'm firmly in the camp of, I have no idea... You can believe whatever you want as long as it doesn't hurt someone else. Yeah. Which, for me, I think is why, like, this word is so important to define and why I think the, the, I don't know what the right word is. The word love has been spread over the toast like a very thin piece of butter, (laughs) right? Like, you know, I would always joke, like, how is it that I use the same word for my infinite relationship with my wife and God that I use for a sandwich, right? Like, you know, oh my God, I love this sandwich, right? Like, I I love love in and out (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, and a part of that, I think, is both bad, or not bad, bad is such a hard word, right? But it can be very confusing. But at the same time, I think it's why, you know, us right now searching for this simple overarching definition of love that people can agree upon or at mm-hmm. least that people can comprehend is so important, right? right? Because there are so many gray areas, right? Like, mm-hmm. I get it that you believe that a man putting his genitals, touching another man's genitals is evil, right? But then for me, it's, will you apply that same logic then to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Because if it's just genitals, where does genitals end? And that's why I'm like, right. you know, like, it's so weird to me. Like, I'm, <clears throat> I've had pastors literally tell me, right, like, hey, you know, like, I know this person is crying and needs help, but it's just not right to hug them because it's sexual. Right. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's so sad, right? Like, <clears throat> and yeah. to me, it's like, you know, when you talk about the opposite of love being sin, I was thinking about mm-hmm. this this for this week, right? What is the opposite of my definition of love? And to mm-hmm. me, I think it's interesting. For me, I don't think the opposite of sin is love. I think for me, the opposite mm-hmm. of sin is truth, right? That if sin mm-hmm. is lies, if sin is the denial of reality, then truth is, <clears throat> right, the, the, the opposite. For me, love... Then I would say truth without <clears throat> love is dead. <laughs> hmm. Truth yeah, without, truth love, without is love is yeah, meaningless. No, I, I could say, yeah. right, like, because if all you have is truth, but you push everybody away and everything away in pursuit of that right. truth, right? Yeah. To me, it's the opposite of love is hypocrisy, right? Because mm. when I see, I see all of these things and I go, that's not love. For me, the reason is because you are applying these rules to them that you would not apply to yourself. And, but then <clears throat> I'll say, right? Like, so for instance, like with the, <clears throat> with homosexuality, right? You have all these people saying, 
there is something that is fundamentally wrong with you that needs to change and I will forcibly make you change it, right? Even mm. though you can't change it. <clears throat> I think the scary thing is really, right? Because most people I think that hold that view, like all the people that excommunicated me, right? Like mm -hmm. they hold that view for, for, you know, others, but they don't hold it for themselves, right? Like That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. Like... But then the really scary thing is some of them actually do hold it for themselves, right? Like, I've mm. had people tell me, right? Like, no, I'm a sinner. There's something monstrous inside of me that needs mm. to change. You know, like, it's the thing where I ask, you know, like, I ask somebody, right? Like, when a baby is born, right? Is there something fundamentally wrong with them that second that they're mm. born? And for a lot of people to say, yes, right? Like, and that's where even for me, like, I'm like, oh, like, this is hard because what happens and that's sort of like the love without truth like can yeah. you love without truth and i'm like i do think that right like i think that there are, there are some of these people that have excommunicated me they genuinely mm. think they're doing it in love and by my definition they are they are treating me the way they treat themselves right interesting and okay. that's to me the scary thing is oh you can have love without truth right and like in that is also yeah. I don't believe that. Mm. I don't believe that. I I believe love without truth is not love at all. Mm. Like, but I don't mean truth in the way that evangelical Christians define truth as in like this is what God's <clears throat> word says. Uh -huh. I mean truth as in like love needs to be defined by the reality that we live in, um, by God, um, or it's not really love. Right. Because if you think about it another way, an abusive mother who is doing her best to love her children, but it is an abusive kind of toxic kind of love. But she genuinely believes that it is for the best for her children is not really loving them because she is refusing to understand the reality mm. that we're living in. Right. Those people, they're not loving you in a true sense of the word. I believe that they are right. excommunicating you and they are hating you without really understanding why and they're dressing it up with fancy words to make themselves feel better about it hmm. i think deep down they all understand and they will understand in the end of days that what they're doing to you is wrong i i really hmm. and firmly believe that yeah I, I think that because to me if if there is no like set path or rule or standard for love then what is it? It means nothing. Hmm. It, it is an amorphous value that can be subjectively misconstrued for anyone's purposes. And, and that is what I take issue with with a lot of Christians, right? They have done that. Right. They have misconstrued it and sort of twisted it into whatever they want it to be hmm. and say, this is love. When I hate them, it is still love. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> that, that means no sense. Yeah. Right. Like it is so unchristlike to this, like make it exclusive and like, like not include people. Like I really didn't yeah. like the, he gets us commercial. I really, <laughs> really, I really hated it. You don't it. love the Number Hobby one, Lobby buddy. <laughs> oh God. It, it's not even who funded it. It's the messaging yep. of it. Right. It, Cause to me, I understand that the intent of the message was to say Christian should serve people. Yeah. But but the assumption the reality that is, it. yeah. Because yeah. the assumption that's underlying it is we are in Jesus's position. Yeah. And it's like we're not. Like we're all disciples, right? Yeah. Which means we're all getting our feet washed by Jesus. Which yeah. means we should wash each other's feet, not not just me. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're supposed to be washing each other's feet regardless of identity. Yeah. Right? And that? I did like that they, they you... included other identities, but yeah. it's like but they're, all... they're the evil ones. Yeah. Right? All the negative identities are the ones getting their feet washed and all yeah. the positive what the heck? identities. Yeah. That makes absolutely yeah. no sense. A cop is not the one in the right yeah. when they're shooting unarmed black men. Yeah. Right. The true Christ-like thing in that situation would be the black people, right, getting shot at washing the feet of the the awful cops who are oppressing them yeah right it, so I, I believe that it mm. is this misconstrued understanding of love that isn't really love at all it is actually hatred perpetuated as so love. then when in your definition what is mm. i mean and I, I know this is a this is a surprise surprise right how yeah, would you yeah. define hatred 
Oh, hatred, it would be um, basically leaning into your reality, your own reality, mm. and rejecting the reality of God, right? Mm. Um, which, again, is, is sin, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, we, is- like we discussed last week. Um, I believe that if you are, regardless of your intentions, right, if you are like holding on to this incorrect belief of the reality of God in our lives and you treat people that way, you are hating them. You are actively sinning against them. Right. You are actively rejecting the humanity that is in them. And yeah, I, I, I cannot stand for that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of the problem is we're so quick to assert our reality rather than trying to understand rather than being open to the idea that we may be wrong. Right. And I think that's what happens a lot of times. We're so convinced that it's loving because we're so convinced that we're right. Mm-hmm. And I think that is one of the main issues with evangelical Christianity today. We're, we're just so easy to be like, oh, of course we're right. That's what this one verse says. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but like we're going to ignore all the verses that say no, like don't do that. Like, I don't understand why. <laughs> yeah, I think, and, yeah. you know, there's a question then, because for me, part of that, the them becoming us, right, as love, right? Love is, mm-hmm. so even one of the things that I'll often do, right, when I talk to people when they're like, ta- you know, bitching about some other group, right? Like mm-hmm. is yeah, yeah. strip ev- strip away all the proper nouns, strip away all the spe- specific nouns, and then remove mm. the word them from your vocabulary. And if your logic mm. still stands, then you know that it works, right? So yeah. like a really simple example is like, um, one time I was hanging out with a bunch of my guy friends and they're like complaining about their girlfriends and wives, like spending like a bunch of money on like purses and clothes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not enjoying this conversation whatsoever, but I'm not, I'm not gonna right. say anything. And then, it like pivots in like one second to them talking about cars and then how much they spent on their cars, right? And they'll be like, and they're like, oh my God, I got this for three grand. And they're like, what a good, what a great deal. And I'm just like, do you not see the hypocrisy? Like, like I'm just like, does nobody see the hypocrisy except for me, right? right. Like, right. and the problem, like, and the thing is, it's not about, oh, you shouldn't spend money or you should, like, it's just apply the same rubric, right? Right, right. And to me, it's one of the things of like, how do I know I'm not doing this? Right? Like, you Mm -hmm. and I, and you know, we're looking at these other people and we're calling them out, which I think we should, and that's what it is. But how do I know that then I'm not in the wrong? Right? Like, if, if love is the acknowledgement of the reality of God and truth, and I, and I I do think all those things are really important, but. But then I, and and that's the crazy thing, right? Especially being closeted now or not being closeted anymore. But being closeted for myself, one of the things that I'm having to grapple with is Mm -hmm. I was so convinced, not only that I had Mm -hmm. things right, but I was so convinced that I was analyzing myself, that I was questioning myself. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I am challenging myself. And then to realize, mm-hmm. oh shoot, no, I wasn't, <laughs> right? Like, and a mm-hmm. part of that was, right, the acknowledging finally that I was not treating them like I was treating us, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, the funny thing is, I don't know if it shows you, the thing that really switched for me was realizing that I wasn't acknowledging straight people. <laughs> Right. Like like Mm -hmm. I was in this perspective because I was purposely hiding it from myself. Right. Oh, Mm -hmm. all of us have feelings towards everybody because that's Mm -hmm. what that's the image of God. Right. God loves everybody. (laughs) So we should all love everybody. Mm -hmm. And therefore, being straight means that you only act this out with certain genders when we're all in the same boat. Right. So I'm treating (laughs) everybody equally. And then mm-hmm. I realized, oh, no, no, I was forcing, sh- in my theology, I was forcing mm-hmm. straight people, like, straight people do not feel anything. <laughs> like, they don't feel any, if you're listening to this, because I've talked to many church-going people who have said to me, oh, yeah, I feel those things too, but I'm straight. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not, no, right? You're not. Yeah, no. straightness is you don't feel it at all. And so for yeah. me now, it's like this thing where, somebody else 
articulating their reality, right? And their perspective and their life and their story. If I then don't hear them, right? Mm-hmm. And I just apply the, the, the rubric of my life onto them and mm-hmm. they go, oh, <laughs> right? Like, or they go, that doesn't work. Then mm-hmm. I know I'm not loving them, right? Like mm-hmm. that loving another person, right? Loving God is this thing of mm-hmm. if God's word and, you know, what we mean by God's word is very amorphous, right? Like not, uh, yes. not the ESV, not the NASB, not the, right? Like yeah. the historical yeah, yeah. totality of God's word in multiple languages throughout mm-hmm. antiquity and history, right? Like if that does not fit, then that is not love to God, mm-hmm. right? But then the same way, my love to humanity, if it requires them being them, right? Them being mm-hmm. something different that is not a part of us, or if it requires them becoming me, right? Mm-hmm. Then that's not like whatever is love is going to be mm-hmm. love to all of us. You know, like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I feel like we often use the word gospel, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Let's, you know, and we, I feel like we always do this in youth group, but then no, we never do this in adult ministry, right? Like mm-hmm. the gospel means good news, right? <laughs> so therefore, part of that is if you tell somebody the gospel, your version of the gospel, and to them, it is not good news, then I don't think it's the gospel, <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And that's the same then for I love, know. right? If the the actual definer of my love to somebody else is not me right if i'm right. doing all of these things and we take that marriage for example right mm-hmm. and i feel like as i don't know if you have this experience as an immigrant kid but one of the things that i'm acknowledging now as an immigrant kid and my parents are divorced and they came from two very different backgrounds and now mm-hmm. when i look back at their marriage as much as i can i realize I think they were both trying to love each other, right? I genuinely do. I think they were both trying their best, but they were doing so in a paradigm that they couldn't they couldn't hear each other, right? I mean, right. literally sometimes my mom was deaf, right? <laughs> like literally couldn't hear, right? <laughs> right. Like right. but in a way then it wasn't about it was about me and you, right? And it was always mm. me and you and it wasn't an us. Yeah, sorry, that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, again, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I, I, I just have to keep adding though. Yeah. Like, I really think that there still needs to be some definer, right? Someone who defines it. Yeah. And it cannot be the person receiving it, because the person receiving it as well, I can't fully trust their version of reality either. Mm. That is true. Right? Yeah, I, I see um, that. And so so a person with bipolar disorder, right, a loving thing from our end might not feel loving to that person going through a manic episode. Yeah. Right. And in the same way, like, and again, I understand how that language gets co-opted yeah. by evangelical Christians to hurt yeah. other groups and oppress them. So I'm not saying this lightly, um, but I do think that there needs to be someone defining it, um, someone infinite that is right. outside the realm of human experience um or and, and and i think that that is also why i refuse to define it for someone mm. right if someone tells me pastor kevin or if asked me like pastor kevin is this loving i don't freaking know like yeah. <laughs> i have no idea i don't know the other person i don't know your context yeah like when when are you saying this because they love asking me that right it's like you know oh i'm in this relationship like is it loving for me to do this? And like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know your relationship. I don't know what you guys are like. I don't know your history. I don't know anything about you. I can tell you like what Jesus is like. (laughs) That's my job as a pastor. I exposit the scriptures Mm -hmm. and try to teach uh, to the best of my ability what I believe the scriptures teach us about how we should live. Right. Right. About how, how God wants reality to be. But 
how that's in, extrapolated and interpolated is really up to you. Right. Right. I have no idea. I cannot be the, the, the end all be all for that. And I actually believe scripture is intended to be used that way. Yeah. Right. I, I agree. I, I, think, I agree on that one. Yeah. 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 And, and I believe that a lot of that um, does give us freedom, but also makes it so people make bad decisions. Right. Um, and I think throughout Christian history, you see like everyone kind of concentrated it into the hands of just the, the men in power. Right. And then that turned out bad. And then they, they decided to give it to everybody. And like that also turned out bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just I really think it is it is simply the matter of humanity isn't going to get it fully right. Yeah. Right. But we're still all on this journey together. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's also why I don't disagree with your definition. I do think it is part of that love is for us to become together right to become yeah. one um as as one mankind as one image of god yeah um yeah and I, I, I just think that yeah there needs to be a little bit more of a someone needs to define it i i, yeah. I just i shy away from the statement that it it's completely subjective to whatever context it is in right yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I appreciate that boundary, and I think that that is a very clear one, you know, because mm-hmm. it is also then, right, like, because, like, if if you say, well, if you loved me, then you would, you know, you would sell your, you would sell all your possessions, right, give them to me, let right. me live in this rich house, like, thank you for loving right. me, right, like, right. you know, and it's sort of like this thing where if there is this part of it is this whole idea of words is every mm-hmm. word is an invention, right? Every word is yeah. a creation, right? Every word. Yeah. yeah. And especially these emotional words, right? If there is this concept of love that we have created that does apply to my wife and to a sandwich and to God, right? Mm-hmm. Then it is this infinite pursuit of the meaning of this word, right? Like. Mm-hmm. To, to continually expand and clarify and define. And I feel like even that example you said, if somebody comes up to me and, yeah, as a, as a pastor, this happened to me all the time, like, is blank loving? And so often mm-hmm. I think I would do this, right? Let's define loving. Because mm-hmm. I think what you're really asking is, is it permissible? Like, can <laughs> right. I do it, right? Like, right. but that's not, if that's not the word you're gonna use, if you're gonna use it, then just use it. I think a lot of people, mm-hmm. like, just use the word permissible, because that's really what you wanna know. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're really talking about loving, then it becomes this question of what is loving? Right. What does that yeah. word mean? And, you know, we go back to the scientific thing, like whenever I teach words and I did this to my kids. Right. I do it with a color wheel. Right. What mm-hmm. is red? <laughs> right. Like what is red? And now that right. we know science, we're like, there is technically an infinite number of colors. Right. Because you can keep splitting that wavelength again and again Mm -hmm. and again and again. So at some Mm -hmm. point, you have to say, this is red, right? (laughs) Like, and then you're like, is this orange or red, right? And like, but, but needing to define that. And I feel like that's one of those things where, and it's not just religious institutions. I think it is all people. Mm-hmm. We can get really comfortable thinking that we have defined these words and that right. everybody else agrees with our definition. And right. sometimes, like anything, what we're doing with this podcast is saying it out loud. Like when you have to say it out loud and people yeah, are yeah. like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Or, <laughs> right. Or I can twist it, I can twist that. That's how mm-hmm. you expose it, right? Like you expose right, right. it by saying it out loud, by making it. That's I'm like the you know that you know that heresy has gotten really bad when it's in the children's ministry, <laughs> right? Like you know, right, like right. when my kids were like, "Oh, the pastor said that you can't be gay," right, and made it like a really mm-hmm. important point, and I was like, "You're in third grade, right?" Like. Because yeah. that's what we're trying to do is if these things are really true, then they should be very simply complex, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I, honestly, man, like even as a because I started off as a children's pastor, too. Right. Like I remember like so much of children's uh, ministry, like all the all the like curriculum packets and stuff, they, they have all this 
awful stuff about the wrath of God and how God will hate you and like <laughs> you're gonna burn eternally in hell forever. And I'm like, these kids are in third grade, like are in fourth grade. Yep. What are you doing? <laughs> yep. like, but it's because they're born as sinners. They're born as sinners. But, but like, <laughs> I, I know, and I'm saying like yeah. uh, again, this is a legitimate like field of Christian study. Like, I, I don't want to. You know, I'm not gonna crap all over it. Like there are people that really believe it. Yeah. But and then there is like good stuff out there. There is good and there's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I but what I want to make sure that I'm not doing is saying this is it. Yeah. I I know and I alone have those definitions. And this is not the podcast for that, right? Yeah. Like we're not we're not making these definitions for you to go to your friend and be like, I, I have the better definition here. Yeah. Like if anything, I really hope this this podcast helps people grow in humility and yeah. openness to be like, yeah, I believe this is the definition of love. Right. But that definition is expansive enough to include yours. Yeah. Or or to realize that it's yeah. not expansive enough to include yours. Yeah. Right. And and to to reframe it then. Right? Yeah. And um like and that's also why I believe that love is the opposite of sin. Mm. Because if sin is the rejection, right, and continuing walk of rejection of reality, then love is the continuing journey of an infinite journey into deeper understanding of that mm. reality. Yeah. And so I think you might have swayed me. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> There's a first. Uh, you know, I think yeah, I think you because yeah, I feel like you might have swayed me, which is right, which is the first mm. of, you know, I and it's so funny because I'm the one that swayed you last week. And then, yeah, 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 no, I, then, I mean, again, that's what I'm, I'm hoping to do, right? Yeah. I want to expand my definition yeah. too, yeah. Yeah, so, I think that the process sure. of them becoming us maybe is, yeah, maybe is the journey of love. And it maybe is like yeah. the, the road, like how do you know that you're on the road to love is mm. are more thems becoming us than us is becoming thems, right? right. Like, you know, right. it, it will never, you know, we will, it will be an infinite journey towards one unified us, right? Mm. But the, how do I know I'm on a trajectory of love? I feel like the, that them becoming us really works, but yeah, that if love itself as a concept really is acknowledging reality, right? And for me, it's like almost right. like I, I don't need the of God Right, and especially mm. for me, like I'm having much many more conversations now with ex-church people, non-church people, people who will reject mm -hmm. the concept of God. So I think for me, a lot of these mm -hmm. definitions are trying to, you know, linguistically be able to relate to those people. Right, that mm -hmm. if love is the acknowledgement of reality, right, then mm -hmm. you know if somebody says we're being bombed, we're being mm -hmm. eradicated. And you go, no, you're not, <laughs> right? Like, right? Like, right. that's an easy way to say, oh no, that's not love because it's denying. It's it's then becomes sin. Huh. Right. All right. Yeah. Woo! One point. I, and this one is why I love you. one point for you. Yeah. One point for Kevin. <laughs> well, it's definitely not a competition. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think what I that's one of, one of the reasons why I love the ministry of Jesus so much. It's like. You read about him, and he's very clear that his message is not for Gentiles, mm -hmm. right? Throughout his entire ministry, like there are times where he interacts with Gentiles, but he's he's pretty clear, like this is not the time for you yet. Yeah, <laughs> right. He calls a woman a dog in one one story, you yeah. know, like, and you're kind of like, bro, like that seems really harsh. And then Paul takes up the flag and says, no, this this for everybody. Like right. this was what was intended from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that development, that journey, right? That this is not something that was meant to be static. Yes. Um, there's movement. There's <laughs> going to be deeper growth yes. into and then one understanding day, the meaning. And then yeah. one day, Joseph Smith understood the true meaning <laughs> <laughs> for all time. Psych, we're oh, goodness. Mormons, guys. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, everyone else got it wrong. It's, uh, it's just it's Mormons, guys. He came here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I love yeah. that, too, because I think for both of our definitions, you know, it is leaning into how do we have and I, I feel like, you know, part of this is how is it good news, 
for everyone forever. Mm. Right? right? Like that is one of the challenges, I think, of being a preacher of the gospel or being someone who shares the gospel actively, right? Is because you're going to keep interacting with people and you're going to tell them, right? You're going to tell them this message that to you was good news and to everybody you know was good news. And to them, they're going to be like, oh my God, that is hell, right? Like that <laughs> sounds like hell. And you're like, yeah. wait, but you're real, right? Like, but, and so you run into this thing where either I have to deny your reality and kill you, thus holy war, right? Yeah. Or I have to say, wait, okay, now if my holiness doesn't include a pathway for your, you to be excited about this and happy about this and it, for it to be freeing for you, then I must have something wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And then that's the work of, okay, I got to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this Fun one stuff. was a this one was a doozy. This one was a doozy. Uh, usually in my systematics, the next one is going to be who is Jesus. Mm. I think that we could do a mm. we, we could throw a, we could throw a curveball and go what is Jesus anyways since that's our I like that that's our format Let's of our do show. That. Yeah. What is a Jesus anyway? What is yeah. Jesus anyways? Maybe and, not not what is a Jesus, yes, but what is yes, Jesus? Yes, what is yeah. Jesus? I will just clarify we Jesus? are we are we are gonna be talking about the person and I feel like we are both, you know, on the on the realm that it is a person. The person that yes. existed in somewhere between zero and 180 um but yes what is jesus anyways that'll be mm. next oh all right it's gonna be crazy all join right. us then bye